Grace and peace to you this day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Life is scary. I mean, seriously, there's plenty in this life to get worked up about and to get frightened by. Bills at the end of the month, terrorist attacks, politicians, illness, accidents, the weather. Life is scary. And so I don't understand the need for any extra scary. I've never been a fan of horror movies or thriller movies. I don't get the attraction. As I go about my day-to-day life, there's enough that scares me. I don't need it when I come home and sit down in front of the TV. Even as a child, my friends were reading those books about things that go bump in the night, and I wanted nothing to do with them. And then I open up my Bible and read this story from Genesis 15. And as Pastor Leah Scholl has pointed out, this Genesis story is a horror movie. It really is. If, if you were paying attention as Charles read it to us today, you ought to have been at least a little bit creeped out. It starts off okay. Along comes Abram. Abram who has traveled the length of the known world. All because God asked him to. And God comes and he says to Abram, 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 I'm going to give you many children. And Abram looks up and he says, Oh, really? Are you sure about that? How can I know that? God had made this promise and Abram has been waiting and waiting and waiting. And so, after his trek to the ends of the earth, perhaps Abram needs a little convincing. I can't say I blame him. So God takes Abram out into a field and it's a nice sunny day. And if you've ever watched a horror movie, as Pastor Scholl points out, this is the point at which the ominous music begins to crescendo in the background and you get the sense that all is not right with the world. The other shoe is about to drop. Something is just slightly amiss. God takes Abram out into this field and night falls. And as night falls, God says to Abraham, Look, look and count the stars. That's how many your children will be. Then our reading drops a key verse, verse 13. That sort of fills in the rest of the story. Verse 13, where God says to Abram, And your children, they will be taken captive, and they will be dragged off to a foreign nation, and they will be made to be slaves, and they will be persecuted. And then I'll bring them back. And God makes some demands that make that horsehead scene from the Godfather seem kind of tame. Bring a three-year-old heifer, says God to Abram. Bring a three-year-old heifer, bring a goat, bring a ram, bring a turtle dove and a pigeon. And take all those animals and divide them in half, rip them in half, right down the middle. Except for the birds. Make the birds watch. I know that many of you have butchered meat before. Think for a moment about Abram out there in the field cutting a heifer in half with just a knife. Imagine that scene. As Abram takes the heifer, the goat, and the ram and he cuts them in half, splits them down the middle. This is not a pretty process. This was bloody. This was messy. This is creepy stuff. Don't get me wrong, it's nothing compared to what you might see in a horror movie today. But nonetheless, 
This is not a scene that I really want to have painted on one of the Sunday school walls. Talk about things that go bump in the night. And Abram falls into a deep sleep and God comes in the form of a fire pot. God comes in that form and he passes through the pieces of animal flesh walking right down this middle. And in that way, God makes clear his promise to Abram. It says, as you have done to these animals, may it happen to me if I don't fulfill my promise. As it turns out, if you were to really pay attention to Scripture, as it turns out, God likes the middle of the night. Here with Abram out in the field, God comes in the middle of the night. A bit later, Jacob will go to Bethel. In the middle of the night, we are there again when Jacob sees the angels of God ascending and descending on a ladder. Jacob's ladder in the middle of the night. A little while later, Jacob is trying to get some rest in the middle of the night by the riverside when he begins wrestling with God. And God gives him that name Israel in the middle of the night. Joseph has a dream in the middle of the night when God tells him about the child that Mary is carrying. The child that will be called Jesus. It's the middle of the night or the break of the day, not in the bright, shining midday sun. In the middle of the night or the break of the day when Jesus appears to the disciples. God seems to like the middle of the night. Now, if you have ever struggled with insomnia or depression or anxiety, you know that 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, even midnight are not bad. But when you get to 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., the middle of the night, that's when things start to get bad. That's when things start to get hard. That's when the world begins to struggle. That's when the thoughts that you don't want to have pop into your head. Be honest, that's when suicide hotlines often see the phones begin to light up in the middle of the night when the world is at its darkest. Precisely when God appears to Abram. Precisely when God appears to Jacob. Precisely when God appears to Joseph. God seems to show up here at the scariest time. According to the Bible, more often than not, God is the thing that goes bump in the night. Over and over again, God seems to show up there at the bottom of the well when there is nothing left. No light to be seen. When light has disappeared, when hope has disappeared, it's as if the noises of the monsters underneath our bed, the thing in the closet is none other than God. And yet... And yet, when God comes in the middle of the night, when God comes at that time when we feel like we've given all that we have to give, and there's nothing left, that is when the promise comes. That is when the promise comes. Abram has journeyed as far as he could journey. And it's here. It is here at the end of his journey, at the end of the road, in the middle of the night, this is when God comes and brings the promise to him. The promise of God is the thing that goes bump in the night. The grace of God is the thing that goes bump in the night. 
The promise of God is what finds us when we are most afraid, when we are ready to give up, when we are ready to give in, when the light is gone, is when the promise comes. Those recovery experts in Alcoholics Anonymous teach us that the most that most people have to hit bottom before they can really turn things around in their lives. That they have to hit bottom before they can begin to recover. Because sometimes you do. You have to hit bottom before recovery can begin. Sometimes you have to hit the bottom before you realize that you can't do it on your own. That you don't have the strength. Sometimes you have to hit the bottom before you realize that you need help and you need grace. Sometimes you have to be there in the dead of night, groping in the dark, before you can see the light of Christ's love and grace. The story of Abram starts out today as a bloody, gory horror story. But it ends as one of the most enduring stories of God's promising grace. One of the best stories of all time about God's love. We all know it. It has been retold and passed down from one generation to another for 3,000 years. We all know this story. Christians know it. Jews know it. Muslims know it. That's how powerful this is. God's promise to Abram in the middle of the night. God's grace to Abram when he was ready to be done, ready to give in. Now I know, I know a lot of you went through confirmation classes. Some of you right here at St. John went through Lutheran confirmation classes. And so I am sure that in the course of that, your pastor made you memorize portions of the catechism. And so because your pastor forced you to, remem- to memorize it, I'm sure that you all could just rattle off the catechism to me. And if I asked you to recite to me, Luther's meaning of the third article of the creed, you could just bring it right up, right? Let me give you a little hint. Page 1162 in the back of the ELW, the worship book in your pew. Luther writes, I believe that by my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to Him. I believe that I cannot by my own understanding or strength, believe in Jesus Christ. I can't do it on my own. The Christian faith begins in darkness. The Christian faith begins with the admission of our own powerlessness to help ourselves. And until we give up the myth, until we are ready to give up the lie that we tell ourselves that we can do it on our own, then God can do nothing for us. But when we're ready to give up, When the light of hope has faded. When we are surrounded by the darkness of the middle of the night. When we have no strength, no courage left. That is when we encounter the strength and the promise of God. That is when we discover the grace that goes bump in the night. When we need it most. When we are ready to give up. If you've never been at that place, maybe this is not for you. that case I'd suggest you tuck it away because you're going to get there we all do but if you have ever been ready to give up this gospel message is for you
The promise of Abram. The promise of the God who shines light out of the empty tomb. The promise of Christ is that there is no darkness that God's light cannot pierce. Not even the middle of the night. So give up. Give up trying to do it by yourself. Give up trying to rely on your own strength or skill or smarts. Give up. Give up and turn your life over to the one who brings light into darkness and joy into hopelessness and love into hate. Life out of death. Life out of death. New life out of an empty tomb. Easter out of Good Friday. That's our God. But first you have to get to the bottom and you have to give up. Give up on your own ability to do it by yourself. The only place to encounter the light of Easter is in the darkness of the empty tomb. And that's where we're going this Lent. The world is a scary place all on its own. No doubt about that. And the promise of God is that when the world gets darkest, God will provide us with light. When the world gets hopeless, God will provide us with hope. When the world gets hateful, God will provide us with love. That is the promise of God. Begun in Abram. Passed down through the ages. Through that baptismal font. To you. To you. That when the world gets dark, God will be your light. When the world gets dark, God's grace will always go bump in the night.